the broadcast is live. Yes. Welcome to Humor, Grace, and Grace. Yeah, I can't even talk. It's <laughs> Hello, and Be welcome hilarious. to Humor, Grief, and Grace with Jill Johnson-Young and Deborah Joy Hart. Hi there, everybody. It is nice to have you. Deb, do you want to send this out to your peeps? Uh, yeah, I don't know how to. Okay. Well, then I we'll just hope they find us. Okay. And you know what? Um, I wonder if, can you share it to my, do you know how to do that? I'm not sure how to do that. We'll have to set that up for the next one. Okay. I you know what? It. I'm going to post it anyway. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So, so. you know, I, I just have to tell you, I just realized with both of our headphones and how we sort of come in upbeat, but a little on the subdued side, probably because of what's going on in the world. I'm thinking of that Saturday night sketch with uh, Molly Shannon. I can't remember the other person, but it's also Alec Baldwin. And they're on a, and they start talking about, they were sort of like doing an NPR riff uh -huh. and thinking about Shweti Balls. <laughs> yes. And, I remember that one well. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking, I wish right now, hi, I'd like to talk about the election, but right. instead I'm thinking about Shweti Balls. So there you go. It might be better than thinking about the election because it's election day for like the fourth day. <laughs> it is. It is. And it doesn't matter you know, which side you're on. It's the fourth no. day. And I, I started looking up some things about grief and um, some of the things that uh, the president said about not he never said, I am not leaving here, but a lot of the way he expressed uh, his, his grief was very angry, was mm -hmm. very upsetting. And, um, and I'm thinking, I looked up, how do narcissists express their grief? Right. And this... I'll tell you what I found, and if you want to share some of it, I know I'm sort of going off on a limb here, but I think it's also important to recognize that there is anxiety and grief for everyone right now. Yes. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle, but specifically when you take your cues of uh, mourning, Mm -hmm. and grief from someone that is a narcissist. And um, I know I am not qualified with any piece of paper to call um, the leader of this country a narcissist. You are probably much more qualified. I also don't hear you disagreeing with me. I, you can't under the, the laws that all of us as licensed therapists live under. Nobody can actually diagnose somebody not who's not a, a client, but we can say we see some tendencies. And yeah. I can say absolutely that it's very hard for anyone to grieve when somebody that 
is part of their world, has any kind of personality disorder issues, because it just complicates life so much. And there's so much that goes on with narcissists in general that mm -hmm. disqualifies your own feelings. You are not able or allowed to believe in your own feelings. Right. And everybody on both sides of the aisle are entitled to their feelings. Even people you don't agree with, you don't right. like, you don't, you feel affronted by, whatever the case. But when I was looking up uh, narcissistic grief, many times it has more to do with, it's not that they're, let's say someone dies in their life. Let's say it's their hairdresser. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so instead of feeling, oh my God, that person and their family and, oh, I feel bad for them. Usually what the narcissist is feeling or might emote is, oh no, now I have to get another hairdresser. It's all about me. It's, it's an all about me kind of thing. And when you have a parent figure, as many of the listeners have had a parent figure from the 40s and 50s, I'm going to say them, maybe even the 60s, who mm -hmm. was more narcissistic. In their approach. In their approach, things that are being said now are triggering. And people feel bad and they feel a little crazy and then they feel like why aren't I being hopeful why aren't I being uh more sympathetic wow mm -hmm. what are all these really sort of mean things coming to my forefront in my brain and I I just want to put that out there and, and hopefully you can add some more because I bet a lot of listeners um, are feeling that way. I have been hearing about it all week long. People who have histories that involve difficult family dynamics as a country, we're a family in the difficult family dynamic right now. And mm -hmm. Does, again, it doesn't matter which side you're on or if you're in the middle or if you want a completely different globe to be on. Mm -hmm. We are in this together. Mm -hmm. We've watched the world watch with us. And we've heard stuff from around the world about this. And we have to find a way in the next few months to get through what looks like might be turbulence, but doesn't have to be. We can instead grieve the the loss of connection that so many people have experienced and to try to find a way to put it back together without denying that there are reasons for people to have disconnected. Exactly. Because there are times that something is just so toxic to an individual that they can't connect with another individual. And some of those things have come through this. We can also grieve the fact that we are seeing how much racism we have in this country that has 
been sitting there waiting to be discovered and has made itself known in ever greater numbers in just the last 10, 12 months. Mm-hmm. And all the divisions we've had between people with so many, so many different issues. And, and pick one. <laughs> you know, we've got family, we've got people who have law enforcement in their family, but have hostility towards what's happened with some law enforcement towards our particularly African-American, but our people of color. We've, we've got all kinds of things that are these weird little divides that are causing so much harm. You know, as I take a deep breath, I, I put on um, my Facebook page, yep. very interesting, uh, it's not a meme, it was a video, and it happened during some riots in 2020 in Spain. I don't know the exact time of when there was rioting and looting. And there was, amidst all the chaos, there was a, a piano player. Yes. Playing. He had a mask on, I believe. The woman next to him did not. It didn't matter as the sirens blared around him as chaos was ensuing he sort of kept this his intention his intention was to keep playing it almost reminded me of that scene on the titanic the movie when the violinists are still playing while the ship is tilting yes exactly (laughs) So sort of to ask our listeners, what are you doing to keep focus? How are you bringing your attention to a calmer place when you know all those triggers are out there? And um, I'll I'll share with you, you know, I, I only let the news go on for a little bit, a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening. And um, I have been busy cooking. <laughs> this is how I do my anxiety. Cooking, uh, not cleaning. That's not really, I have to be severely depressed to clean that. <laughs> I don't do that. Now, my husband's anxiety is he cleans. And I'm like, thank you. So, you know, straightening up the kitchen. That is a lot of what I like to do. Um, you know, planning things for Christmas getting in that kind of mode, making sure that um, I'm doing my uh, gratitude journal stuff for this one. Um, It's called Resonate, and it's from the School of uh, Evolution of Consciousness. So um, if anybody's interested, please just write in the the notes and I'll get back to you. It's called- How interesting. Say again, it's called the School for Evolution, Evolution, of consciousness. And I think, let me just go right here. I'm checking in with some people, you know, that's another part of what I do. And um, yep. So it's called uh, resonate is the name of the, the, the platform. And it's 
I don't want to say higher vibe, lower vibe, anything, but there's no politics. There's no nothing. And, uh, yep. I Got just it. really, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be one of the teachers there next in 2021. But anyway, yeah, yeah. But to get back on, like, you telling people you're not alone, that anxiety across the board. And some people are having to make some really hard moral choices within themselves, mm -hmm. even within uh, people that are for somebody or against somebody. They're like, this isn't right. It doesn't, but feel how you, it doesn't feel good. Something's off. Or <laughs> people have been writing how much they've been eating. I had four loaves of sourdough bread, somebody wrote, within the last four days. <laughs> or they finished a huge loaf or whatever. And I think it's just so important to know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who do show empathy and are um, are an empathy-centered person. I'm not going to say an empath, but empathy-centered, where you can just imagine how the other person might be feeling. Just doing that maybe once or twice a day just to raise your own compassion level, mm -hmm. you know? Do both sides of the party have kids? How's your kids doing? How like to increase your compassion level? Increase your compassion level. That's where are the similarities and where do you think you might be hurting? Mm -hmm. Instead of when people do what ifs, like, well, what if this happens and what if that happens? How about saying, what if they feel the same way I do? Oh, that's weird. What if we're all sad for what's happened? What if we're all sad? What if uh, people are sad because they know they're not friends anymore mm -hmm. because of beliefs? You know? Um, if someone is negating your grief or your anxiety, it's really hard not to take it personally. Yet everybody says, don't take it personally. Yeah, that's not so true. You can't not take it personally when your, your feelings, your thoughts don't count. Exactly. So Jill, like, what do you do with that? Boy, what have I been doing all week with all my peeps? Yeah, what have you been doing my, all week my, with all your peeps? My circle, the therapist friends, but my clients as well. Um, right. I've been having folks identify um, the, the triggers, what's really there, um, and to identify what things they can find commonality with and what things are, this is just it, this is where I have to draw a line and connect only with people who have those shared experiences or those shared feelings. 
Mm-hmm. I'm finding that a lot with people related to the virus. They just, they're never, I don't think, going to connect again with people who negate the impact of the virus or the number of deaths involved if they uh-huh. lost friends and loved ones. Uh-huh. And I don't know that that's repairable or that we should even discuss anyone trying to repair that. Uh-huh. That's, that's like saying it doesn't matter that your dad, you know, died of cancer. It, it's just too personal. Yeah. Too real, and it's a real loss. Uh-huh. Um, for those who have family history stuff, the, this all of this discussion is triggering things. We try to hone it down. Where is it coming from? Uh-huh. And then what part of that have you dealt with before and how did you do it successfully? Let's draw on those strengths. Um, how do you take care of yourself? How do you find people, as we were saying, that are common support? Who are the people you can circle up with? And, um, you know, when, when someone is grieving... We talk about the circle theory and uh-huh. in the initial stages, you just keep the folks right near you who are the most supportive, uh-huh. who create the energy, not take the energy, who right. provide positive, not inject negative. And then as you get further out in the process, then maybe those other people will filter back in or maybe uh-huh. your new boundaries are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I can't have those people in uh-huh inside my boundaries here and those are important things to be looking at but to take time to look at not to jump on right right and then have some humor about it right i've seen some of the funniest memes this week and yes some of them are political but they're just funny as all get out and i'm gonna laugh at them i i'm just gonna tell you i was on a roll finding stuff and sending it to my psychiatrist, who very similar, very, uh, and she goes, you know, I'm sending these out to family and friends as fast <laughs> as you send them. And uh, and some of them were very bringing people together. I'm trying to think, and some were sort of snide, mm-hmm. and you know, sarcasm and snarky and gallows humor have its place as anxiety mm-hmm. yeah and um one of the things i like to talk about you know people say oh well if you're this person you're not going to talk about this you know if you google dalai lama and farting you will find there is a whole thing of how he laughs about farts. And so people who have these ideas that, oh, if you're this way, you won't behave this way. And I'm like, seriously, the Dalai Lama talks about farts. Just Um, like five-year-old little boys. Just like five-year-old little boys, so potty humor. Because he was a five-year-old little boy at some point. Uh, Yeah, Uh, we were all five years old. If you've made it this far, you were five once. And you had the same humor. And you know, sometimes <laughs> it's worth bringing back. Bringing back. It's part of my everyday life. <laughs> I think you know the memes about the how long the counting is taking. It's, it's oh, yes. Funny. And they right? keep showing Sesame Street, um, the count. Oh. Right? 
Right? Yes. Or the, the sloth that's sitting over the computer. I think we've discovered what's wrong with Nevada. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, my gosh. We can laugh and, at those things, and it doesn't matter where you sit on the political scale. Right, right. It's a joined experience. It is. And here's something that I find helpful for me. It's never really about forgiving someone else. It's forgiving myself for not living up to some expectation. I mean, I can't tell you how many years of therapy was spent for, on me. Lower your expectations. This is this won't change. Be kind How to you. Know? Say again. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Take those expectations out, especially during times of stress. Mm-hmm. And this is one. There is no denying it in this country and even for other countries. A friend of mine. Oh, world. <laughs> oh yeah. A friend of mine from uh where is he from Norway, he has a picture of him. He must have been oh somewhere like in Washington DC and he took a picture of himself in the Oval Office. They must have little boots of stuff. And yeah. there he is like and I'm like yes hurrah for president you know <laughs> and but lowering your expectations like no, maybe you're not going to be as efficient as you'd like over the next however many, uh, whenever we find out about who is actually president right. and the transition happens or our Trump stays there, whatever the case is, I'm not here to call it. So whatever's coming until we get to January 20th. That's right. That's right. Or whatever day it's going to be. And whatever day it's gonna be. That's mm-hmm. right. How do you how do you lower expectations? You know, hasn't anybody ever cooked something that was really bad? <laughs> More times than I'd like to think. For a bunch of people. And finally, or one time I made a brisket, Jill. Oh, it was not cooked enough. And I was with a germaphobe and I didn't realize that at the time. And I'm like, so it's a little underdone. We can eat off the ends. And they're like, and <laughs> so what I did is I said, you know what? There's always pizza. So we ordered a pizza. What are you going to do? Right. My brother for Thanksgiving, which is coming up one year, we'd never let him forget it. They live on 240 acres and he brought, yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. And he brought a wild turkey that he had uh, brined and cooked and all that. And every one of us that ate it, we went, (laughs) and he says, oh, no wonder I caught it. I guess it was an old turkey. (laughs) It was horrible. Or I still want to talk about the time. Maybe she was mortified. Maybe she was laughing. Someone made a pie. Oh, they, a friend of mine had a birthday that was, they had a theme. It was funerals and tofu. So 
I was able to bring the body bag, order flowers. He Instead of a 30th birthday card, he got um, condolence cards. And uh, I had toe tags hanging up. You got to be connected, but like you are. And right. I got some of those things. Well, someone made one of Oprah's tofu chocolate pies. One slice. We all tasted it, and there was still half a slice left after, like, maybe 13 people tried it. And every one of them went. <laughs> it was okay. so horrible. Many of us who were there are still talking about that really bad tofu pie. And so lots of times when you don't meet up with expectations and you relax just a little bit, you do find the humor in it. Right. That humor, I mean, time and distance will make you laugh about such things. But you Maybe can laugh not. In the moment. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping many of our viewers down the road can laugh or remember what was funny around this time. What got them through and what could they still join together with and Right. Who they right. Did and how. Right. Exactly. What got you through? Yeah. I made a pot roast at 10 o'clock last night. Really? Yeah. But I have an instant pot. So it took, you know, 40 minutes. Oh, but, okay. I'm like. But I still made a pot roast at you did. 10 because at yes. It's just, and it, the house smelled good. <laughs> yes. Now is the time to bring out those scented candles. Right? Yes. I said. Pot and brownies every day. <laughs> Do you really? I'm going to make brownies this afternoon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What did I make? Oh, I made a curry chicken pie with noodles in it for one person. And I left out the chicken for another person. Yeah. And I delivered them last night. You know, that made me feel good. Right. Right. Yeah, Mom is getting, pot is getting her... Uh, pot roast this week because my mom who lives next door mm -hmm. we feed her so she's getting comfort foods and then we're also putting ribs on the grill tonight we are doing all comfort food all weekend Ooh, ooh! i made meatloaf yeah that's a favorite yeah. over here for me yeah it's it is comforting and i can find gluten-free uh breadcrumbs right yeah right that's the best that's so I, the stuff we can do, folks. We can share a good meal, which is, that's what Thanksgiving is. Share a good meal. Share mm -hmm. the connection with the people you can connect with. Right. If keep your circle small. Keep your circle small, but identify. Do some writing. Yes. What is just sitting in your head? Get it out of your head so it doesn't roll around in your head. Because the last thing any of us need to do is really ruminate on any of this. Mm-hmm. But get it down, and then when you find the humor, write that down, too, so you can remember that, too. Uh, people that have done everything they can, we're not in control of the voting that's or counting the votes. Some people are. Oh, one humorous thing. My husband the other day, reflecting on being an uh, election judge for the previous two weeks, he goes, one woman did come in with a mask. It took me a while to realize she was wearing a thong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So that 
the crotch part was here, obviously. And across there, he said, I said, did anybody else notice? And he goes, I don't know. I did. <laughs> sort of funny. Now, that is one way to bring the humor in. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she did it as a statement or as a humorous thing, but either way it worked. Yeah. I could have brought, I could have worn boxer shorts and just have my nose. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> I've actually ordered a couple of glittery ones for the holidays. Oh, yes. I need some spangles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, glitter girl. Right. And then we need a little bit of Julie Andrews and favorite things. Oh. Because we all have them and now's the time. There's a reason they sang that song in that very That's strange right. moment in that big bed with the lightning going on. Exactly. Exactly. So to all our listeners, do what you like to do. Burn those candles. What are you saving them for? They're going to bring you comfort now. Take out those favorite mugs. And I know some people poo-poo this, but you get out those uh, holiday mugs. I got Hanukkah. I got Christmas. I have a couple others. Get them out. Drink mm -hmm. from them. Do something special. Make some hot cocoa in those mugs and fill up exactly. the whipped cream. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Do what you need to do to take care of you and forgive the rest because you're not going to do it. And if you have to, put on I Love Lucy, but find some humor. All <gasps> yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, well I think I, we're good for this week and maybe we'll next week. Uh, yeah, I love that. What a way to end a show. That's how I uh, say goodbye to everybody when they're dying. I'll see you on the other side. That's exactly right. So, All right, my friend. Bye, everybody. We'll be back next week. All right. <laughs>